is going on, Roto-Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean78904. If you want to get a little technical on me, it is 5.30 on the East Coast on the dot, 2.30 on the West Coast, 4.30 Tennessee time. Of course, if it's just time for the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders, it's called Grinders Live. Seven-game slate, three-man booth. Why not? Rolling out the, you know, three-man booth on a, on a Monday. Hopefully, you guys don't have a case on the Mondays. Well, if you rostered Porzingis this weekend, you may have that too soon. Uh, Kirk Deese, what's going on, dude? How's, uh, how's uh, life in your world? Yeah, I had Porzingis. <laughs> Appreciate that. Way to start off the show for him. Do you? He still um, is the bidet still working in the house? Is it just still a, a functioning bidet? So I needed I needed the bidet yesterday. Um, <laughs> go, Your lineups did something. Yeah. I just yeah exactly clean clean everything up. Plus plus gives you makes you feel nice. Clean you know you can just sit on there for a little extra length of time. Yeah, it uh, came in handy. It's good visual. Uh, Stevie, uh, how about yourself? How, how was your weekend? Uh, how were how were the NASCAR streets? Uh, things good for you? Things good for the subscribers? Yeah, good weekend. Um, yeah, really good uh, Friday and Saturday. Sunday, lost a little bit of money, but um, overall, you know, when when like when three of your guys wreck on lap lap seven and you only lose a little bit of money, like you know, I, I think that's an okay day. Oh man, I'm assuming it's all the same crash, right? Trickle down effect. It was all the same crash, yeah. Like um, Joey Logano wrecked uh, Ricky Stenhouse, and um, Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott kind of like ran into each other. So it was it wasn't good. Isn't Ricky? This I, I know a little bit about NASCAR, very little. But don't they call him Recky? Isn't that kind of is that the, his nickname? Because that is always, his nickname. Yeah. Did like, you know this he, going in when you were making lineups? Yeah, like you you know the you know the risk of playing him, but like he had a fast car. They ran the same car Saturday that they ran on Sunday. So like he had a really fast car Saturday. So like you just needed him not to lose like five positions. So it was like it was a really good fan play. So uh just didn't work out. But I'm excited, man. Daytona this weekend. Um, you know, we got some promotion stuff coming out on Rotor Grinders. We're gonna give away some stuff later this week. So I'm definitely excited for Daytona this week. Is it like a, a pass possibly to get the, the package or what? Gonna yeah, there's gonna be, we're going to give out quite a few of them. So, um, you know, pay attention to Friday, um, you know, so, yeah. I'm excited because I'm going to be on the morning grind tomorrow. Of course, You are. are. <laughs> there you go. If you guys want, I'm a, I'm, I don't have to host. I get to play like the, ex, uh, the uh, what, the analysis position? Well, analyst. I guess I couldn't think of that word for some reason. I mean, that's why I'm not that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's probably a big slate too, so it might be a long one. We'll see. We'll be recording that later on tonight. But, Stevie, Daily Fantasy Sports, we don't care about yesterday. We don't care about tomorrow. We care about tonight and tonight only. Uh, Seven-game slates. Uh, the bats are not really all that interesting. Well, at least that's not my perspective. I kind of want to load up in the best arms, just kind of figure the bats out and hopefully I get there. Uh, you're, uh, well, before we do that, actually, let's do our sharp side pick. Hopefully you guys have sent in some picks of the sharp side app, Stevie. You have a winner for the people? Yeah, like I feel like today when I opened it up and I looked at it this morning, like it was the lock of the century. I don't know what the line is right now, but Cincinnati was minus 137, and I think you, you have to stay under minus 140 for a lock bet. But Trevor Bauer against the Brewers, um, Brett Anderson pitching for the Brewers, like minus 137, it seemed like a lock um, to take Cincinnati at minus 137. So it's funny because I was going to do the same thing and send it to the dev and he would show up on the screen and everything, but – I guess you must have got it earlier than me because I, I looked for it and it was minus 143. And, you know, in order to fit on the, on the, the parameters, it's got, you can't just pick the biggest favorites and start your streak because anybody can do that. Right. Uh, I, so I didn't want to lock it in because that's not a lock pick. That wouldn't help to my streak. And I think my streak's only out of water or something like that. I was derailed last week. So I don't, I don't have a winner. I just kind of stood stared at it. Uh, I will say I like Texas as a dog. 
I know their lineup is terrible, but I think Lancelin is pretty solid. I think worst case scenario, they should be straight up, you know, kind of a coin toss here against Oakland. I know Lazard is a pretty solid arm too, but that plus 128, now that doesn't make sense to do on the sharp side thing. You're supposed to take advantage of, you know, the parameters you can get to minus 140. But uh, so I, I said to nothing and I clicked on nothing because I don't know. But just if you're, you know, if you have a guy, you're no guy, you're in the right state or, the right state or something like that. I like Texas plus 128. Do you have anything for me, Kirk Dees, on the sharp setup? Um, I went a little off the off the board here. I went uh, Alec Mills uh, pitching tonight for the Cubs. Uh, I took his over in a K prop, which I don't think many people would uh, do just by looking at his numbers and his uh, pitch velocity and whatnot, because he's not the not a not a hard thrower. But this Detroit lineup just has so many Ks built in it, and um, you know he does come from some decent pedigree. It's really all about his uh, when his changeup is working. And uh, I'm going to expect him to have a bounce back start tonight. And uh, so I took the over on his K prop, which is four and a half. Four and a half. I'm pulling up the Detroit lineup. Uh, Mills, 23.4% Ks, uh, dating back to last year. And also, I think some of that work is out of the bullpen for what it's worth. You tend to get higher Ks out of the pen. But uh, I think you're betting on Detroit striking out because you pull that lineup up uh, and you pull up the plate IQ. Everybody, every single person in this lineup, with the exception of uh, Miggy Cabrera, as some version of red or pink, or, which, of course, means they strike out a good bit, and collectively at 26.3%. So, yeah, I, I, I don't dislike that. I'm okay with that. My issue is how long he's going to go, and I don't know how legit his king numbers actually are because so it's skewed with bullpen numbers. But uh, I think that's pretty solid. Stevie, you have a thought on that? I like Mills a lot. Um, you know, Grant and I talked about him on the morning grind, and um, I, I like the over on that. Like, you look at 2020 numbers for Detroit, and – they have a 30.4% K rate against right-handed pitching with this projected lineup. So um, I like it. I don't know if the, is the lineup out yet already. Yeah. Be, right? uh, yeah. I fired it up in the old plate IQ. And again, collectively 26.3% Ray is leading off. Then and, uh, the mouthwash scope, uh, Cabrera, Candelario, Goodrum, Jones, Stewart, Romine, and Castro batting ninth. Yeah, but you're looking, you're looking at like 2019 to 2020, right? Um, sure. With the because like if you look at just 2020, everybody's over 20 percent, and it's 30.4 percent. Yeah, I mean, as a general rule, I like to get the bigger sample over the smaller sample. But you're right. Uh, like like Goodrum in 74 plate appearances has struck out 43 percent of the time <laughs> against right-handers, which is uh, outrageous. Uh, Romine at 33 percent, like you said, 30.4 percent. That's a huge number. Uh, they're K happy. We can just say that. Sure. Why not? Uh, as far as this slate, a big picture, Kirk Deese, what are we doing? Is it double barrel as far as pitchers? Um, big picture. I'm going to just throw this out there and just come clean that I'm not a huge fan of the slate itself, but we got to work with what we have here. Um, obviously the two pitchers that you want are Trevor Bauer and Lance Lynn at the high end, but you got to pay for them. Um, we do have uh, some value. You know, we got Lazardo. Um, who's probably going to be extremely popular, but these guys are all going to be really popular. Right. And then it's just easy to build with uh, the Arizona stack, which I'm sure everyone's going to like um, picking on Castellani. Um, and uh, other from that, we got to figure out how to like win some GPPs, right? How do we, how do we go outside the box where there's not a ton I like, there's like a bunch of decent pitchers on this slate. So I don't know, maybe I'll have a better feeling by the end of it. Yeah, Stevie, like it is pretty uh, – it, it depends on your shopping too because Bauer is 12K on FanDuel, which you can make a lineup of Bauer, but you're not going to like it. Uh, it's a pretty big asking price, and the step-downs are pretty solid as well too. I, right now I prefer Lance Lynn over him. Uh, it's, you know, you're saying it's saving like 2.2K or something like that. Your lineups look much better, and 
Lynn, we'll talk about him soon enough. He's been excellent this year so far. Uh, you know, historically much more dominant against righties and lefties. Oakland can only get so left-handed. Their, left- their lefties aren't very good anyway, outside of Olsen, who's just like an all-or-nothing guy. Uh, Stevie, you know, th- I, put, I dropped this one on the expert survey today. You know, Lance Lynn has now gone 29 straight starts, 29, uh, where he's thrown at least 100 baseballs. That's a lot. That's what you're paying for when you play Lance Lynn. Like, you're paying for the floor of a guy going deeper in the game. Like, reason that we can't play like Jack Flaherty today is because we really don't know how Depot go. And, like, he's mm-hmm. priced around Bauer and, you know, Lance Lynn and some of these other guys. So, like, Kenta Maeda went, what, 100 and, like, something pitches because he had a no-no going. But, like, yeah. we're already seeing, like, the leash on – like, he doesn't go out for the eighth inning if he's on the Dodgers last year, Kenta Maeda. It doesn't <laughs> matter if he had a no-no or not. So – um, we're seeing a lot longer leash. So, you know, for me uh, on this slate, I think you can definitely be different with some of these pitchers, you know, especially on DraftKings. And, like, if nobody's going to pay up for Bauer on FanDuel, like, there's there's plenty of cheap bats to make it work. Yeah, I'm going to for sure make one lineup with Bauer on FanDuel and just sort of pick the value plays and hopefully you get a couple homers with, you know, a 50 or 60-point score at a Bauer, which we can definitely see. He's been nothing sort of phenomenal this year. If you want to look at just this year, Stevie – the K rate is 43.6%, completely absurd. He's facing a Milwaukee team that's in the bottom three of basically any meaningful category. Uh, they strike out way too much. They're WOBA, their ISO, their ISO, the WRC plus is like uh, like 70 or 68, which means you're 32% worse than the average team if it's 68. I don't remember the exact number, but more or less, they're terrible. Long story short. Um, so how much are you prioritizing Bauer? Because, you know, he's just a phenomenal play. And I guess – uh, on the two-pitcher sites as well, too, especially on DK, where it just doesn't – he's too cheap. He's too cheap on DK. He might be a little bit too much on Vandal. I don't know if there's a Goldilocks or something like that on Yahoo or something like that where he's just right. But I, I don't know how to get away from Bauer on DK. Can you, Stevie? Um, Like, not in cash games. In tournaments, I, I think there's plenty of options to be different. Like, I, I have Bauer at one, one of three teams right now because I do like Kenta Maeda. I do like Lance Lynn. I like Mills and Lazardo. Um, So, like, I, I feel like – I don't have to play Bauer today. I think he's the best pitcher on the slate, and it's not, like, particularly close. So, um, like, I, I feel like in tournaments, if everybody's playing Arizona and Bauer, which projected ownership is telling us that's a lot of the majority of what people are doing today, then, like Kirk D said, like, I got to – how am I winning a tournament with those guys? Like, I'm probably yeah. not. Like, there, there's a good chance that, like, Bauer-Lizardo combo does really well today, but, you know – if there's a slight possibility that one of those guys gets in trouble, like Mills could win you a tournament. Kenta Maeda can win you a tournament. So, um, you know, I, I have a chalky build. Like I built an Arizona Bauer Lazardo team and I love it. So like, it, it's not hard to do that. Um, you know, you got to find ways to be different. And like, you know, Kirk D's already said it with his, you know, K prop, like look at Alec Mills here. Like this Detroit team is terrible. Jonathan scope, and Jacoby Jones are the only two guys that have shown any type of power in this lineup this season. So, like, why why are we not looking at Mills when he has a projected ownership under 5%? Kirkies, Mills? Yeah, I'm on board. Uh, the reason why is because he doesn't really throw very hard. Um, people think that he's due for a lot of regression. He certainly had a terrible start in his last one. But um, I'm, uh, I have the uh, – 
alternate view. Uh, I'm, I'm on board with what Stevie said. And I think that, you know, this lineup is so terrible that he can absolutely mow some of these guys down. And like I said before, it's all about if this changeup is working. So if his changeup is on tonight, he, you know, he should be able to breeze through a bunch of efficient in- innings and, you know, the, the Detroit bats are just going to, the K's are going to happen. It's just going to happen with that lineup. And so uh, I'm on board with that, but um, man, it's tough to like forego uh, the upside of Bauer and Lynn, though. Yeah, uh, let's bring Lynn into the conversation now because uh, he's been excellent this year. We know his dramatic splits, lefties versus righties. And let's see, do we have the Oakland lineup? I presume we do. Uh, no, we don't, unless I got to hit the refresh button. Do you guys have Oakland's lineup up in front of you by chance? I don't think it's out yet. Uh, let's I, got, see. I got it. It's uh, Semyon. It's, uh, it's Grossman's in there. Tony Kemp's down at the bottom with Sean Murphy. Oh yeah, it's out. Sorry. So three, yeah, three lefties. Two of them, you know, Grossman, Kemp, you know, Olsen, You know, he could strike out a good bit. Of course, he's got plenty of pop in that bat too. I think he's a really good leverage play. I would say, you know, just because I don't know if people are going to play Olsen, especially if uh, you know, Lindsay will be popular with, which I suspect will happen. But uh, you know, collectively, we're looking at six righties this year or his last two seasons. He's got got a thirty-five percent K rate against righties, twenty-two percent against lefties. That's not the worst. That's fine by league average um nice ballpark right uh that's what we've seen so far i don't know if the roof is open i presume it's closed today but if you could speak on that that would be great it's it, it's closed okay um yeah so yeah lynn versus uh versus bauer when you consider ownership what's your thoughts there Kirkies? i mean i i want bauer i mean this guy it's the the brewer's just k right we know that um they're, they're third in uh, K percentage against right-handed pitching. They're top five in K percentage on the season. He just mowed down 12 of them the last time he faced them just recently. And uh, I just love his pitch count, although both of these guys go deep. Um, mm-hmm. I think Lynn is going to be more popular because of price on DK, but that makes me want to lean towards Bauer more because I just I, – when I but I love them both. I can't lie. But uh, for me, the priority is Bauer. And you guys talked about Mills, and like one of the ways to get double barrel working is like a cheap Detroit stack. It's we, it's just a weird way the slate the, the slate works. I don't necessarily love Detroit, but you know you got Victor Reyes at two point eight K leading off. You got Mickey Cabrera two point eight batting thirds is DK. Uh, you know Stewart's two three. You can get a really cheap Detroit stack and the two big studs and then a couple other bats that are legitimate. And there's different ways to go. Obviously, it's only a seven game slate, but plenty of routes to consider. Um. Let's bring Lazaro into the conversation. The chat said the Texas lineup just came out. It's so bad. So they called up Leodia Tavares. Did he did he crack the lineup? He's one of their bigger prospects. I assume he did. Yeah, leading um, off. Okay, yeah. yeah he's he, batting leadoff. He could be interesting. I, I mean, I was I, I just saw a note that he's one of their better prospects. I mean, the third in their system. But third in Texas system is not the, thir- the same as third in San Diego system. It depends where they're coming from, right? You know, different guys and uh, different systems are stronger than others. Basically, I'm curious what his uh, what his game comp is like. But at 2.8k, that's an interesting salary saver potentially. He's but, a lefty uh, too. He's switch hitter. I'm seeing uh, at least according Van to the Grass has him as a. I might. I'm probably looking up the wrong guy then. There might be another. Maybe you're looking at the Leotis Martin or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. There's another Tavares. I'm sure lurking out there. Uh, so talk to me about Lazardo because he's you know. Pretty cheap on DK, 7.4K. Uh, he's the favorite. Vegas is not respecting Lance Lynn. And I think also part of that is the Texas lineup is terrible. It's just an awful, awful lineup. 
Uh, it's really bad. It's who's, there's okay. There's no uh, who's not in there. Uh, the the outfielder. That's, 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 that Shinsu Chu is not. It's not in the lineup. Okay, the lefty. I suppose that's one of the reasons why. All right, Kirk Dees, talk to me about uh, this Texas lineup versus Luzardo. Well, um, we like Luzardo. He's a you know. Finally, it's the the pitch count was the concern as they were getting him going, but I think we're kind of through that, and so I think there's more upside to go even longer. And uh, we know what the pedigree is. I mean, we just have to trust it. And um, this Texas lineup, like you said, like they've already they're already mailing it in. They're already pulling in the prospects here. Tavares leading off. What do we expect in the first game? I don't know, um, but. Uh, he this lineup looks fairly friendly. I mean, they got Chirinos, I assume, DHing in this one. Um, Trevino, yeah, they're only got two catchers, I assume. So, yeah, yeah. two double catchers. So, you know, <laughs> anytime a team's cotton. rolling out, yeah, bold <laughs> strategy cotton. The Cubbies are doing it too, for what it's worth. Um, yeah, I know they've, they've, they've uh, been forced to do that uh, quite frequently lately. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Lazardo is. is is, is really going to keep improving. Had a had a good start in his last one, correct? I don't have it pulled up in front of me. But um, yeah, it, pitched, stuff, it was his best start he's had. Yeah, the, the K stuff is there. He went, you know, he, he, he oh yeah, seven against Arizona, and that's great. Um, but the K stuff is there, and it's only going to keep getting stronger and stronger as the season goes on, as he comes into his own. Um, and this is a lineup that absolutely, especially with the the roof closed, that we we want to pick on. Uh, they strike out at such a high clip that, yeah, I mean, he's a great play. So he's like the number three tonight for sure. Uh, Leody Tavares, quick peek at his fan graphs page, 21 years old, bats both ways, throws righty. Uh, looks like a speedster. Uh, I'm seeing in 2019, he had 31 stolen bases in, in A and double uh, A collectively, just five homers. Um, so it looks like a guy, if he gets on base, he's going to swipe a bag. And 2018, he had 19 stolen bases, 2017, 20 stolen bases. Never had more than eight homers, it looks like. I'm doing my math right, but uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, it, it says that he doesn't have a lot of game power. He's more of a speed um, out, like a speed field guy. Yeah. Um, but okay. He played double A. Like, he's not played – like, he's not seen a pitch above double A. Like, this – I don't know. Well, we've seen that with a lot of guys this year because there's no minor leagues. They just – you know, they're playing their inner squad stuff or whatever they're doing at different uh, locations. Uh, but like, yeah, it's, it's going to be so weird to see what happens to the minor leaguers. You know, their development has been stunted, I'm sure, collectively uh, with what's going on. But uh, all right. Uh, I mean, if nothing else, he's a cheap outfitter leading off and, you know, maybe get some base, swipe a bag, put a ball in the hole, maybe get a triple or something like that. But yeah, Luzardo looks like a really, really interesting step down away from Bauer and Lynn. Uh, Stevie, is there anybody else that like, is he worth talking about? I'm looking at the chat here. What's up, chat? Uh, that's YouTube. Feel free to like and subscribe. We do appreciate that. We'll try to Try our best to knock out your questions. I see one question in here, Stevie, and does Dean like Keller? No, no. I mean, I just don't see a ton of upside. He does a good job of not getting up, giving up homers. I'll give him that. Like, I don't like rostering guys against him because he, he just subdues homers, but he's not somebody that I want to ro- – I don't see, like, a, a monster upside for him, especially in this slate where if I roster him, like, great, I get a couple extra bats that I don't really love. I just don't love the bats at all. I might as well get the big arms that I like, and that's sort of, like, that's my perspective as far as this slate. Does anybody have any interest in Keller? Like I, have- I on, on the expert survey today, like I I pointed out, he has a zero ERA with a zero ISO allowed on the season, but he has a four point eight Sierra and a four point three one XFIP. Um, so there's 
there's a massive regression. Like I, I have a couple um cardinal stacks out there um on this slate, like three man and I, I think I have a five man too. So um yeah, I think there's some massive regression coming with Keller. There's not a lot of offenses to target. He's certainly someone that like I'm picking on on this slate. Uh, we mentioned Flaherty in passing. His first game back, you know, the Cardinals, of course, were knocked out for like a week or two or something like that with the COVID. And his first game back, he threw 41 baseballs. And maybe he throws 65. Maybe he throws 70. I can't imagine he gets much more than 75, even 75. But they're asking basically the full sticker price for 75% of his normal allotment. I, I can't do it. I have no interest in it. Very good pitcher. But I'll, I'll talk back to you when, uh, you know, you're fully ready to go. Uh, and I haven't seen a note out there, but I, I just can't imagine he jumps from 40 to 100. I just, I just don't see that. Anybody else have a thought in that, or it's the same sort of idea, like pass on clarity, check back in five days? I think you nailed it. I think uh, we don't know, unless we saw something that they were going to ramp him up and he's, you know, he's at full strength and they were just being extra cautious in the last one. Then I think we have to assume that it's going to be a limited pitch count in comparison to some of these guys that can – we know that we are, can go over a hundred pitches tonight. So yeah, it's a tough slate to, to have clarity. I would like them normally, but can't. Yeah. Do I mean, Framber Valdez is fine. I just don't like the matchup here uh, against the angels. Kind of sort of the same old story with the angels being, you know, a pretty solid contact heavy, except they do have Joe Adele in there. He's changing things. He's doing his best to change things. He is, uh, he's one of those prospects that probably should be in triple a, but like he's, he's with the big club and he, He's heavily overmatched. Uh, it's 40%, 46% K rate so far uh, against lefties. And Justin Upton's another guy kind of the back end of his career striking out a ton as well, 43%. Besides that, these guys, you know, Fletcher and Rendon and Pujols and Simmons never strikes out. Well, 6.1% of the time. I don't want to get all hyperbolic. Uh, any interest in uh, Valdez TV or any other pitchers that are worth talking about or we basically covered it? Uh, no interest in Valdez for me. Um like if if I'm going off of Lazardo, it's probably Mills. Like looking at ownership, Valdez is still someone that's projecting some ownership on this slate. Um, I think Kenta Maeda is super interesting. Cleveland's been really really rough um, this season. Like they're they're one of the worst offenses in baseball to start the year, and Kenta Maeda has pitched really well. So like if you want to maybe come down off of Bauer and you don't want to go all the way down to Lynn, um, Kenta Maeda's ownership a third of those guys. So like. I have some interest in him. Steve, are you doing a screen share? Are you showing off the, uh, you know, uh, the, the RG tools here? I am. I have a uh, lineup HQ up. What, what what would you like to see, Dean? Well, I'm curious if we have I'm, – I'm looking at – I'm going to – the chat to be able to see it as well, too, if they're not pre members. Uh, yeah, so I'm curious uh, if we have ownership and uh, if we have – we probably don't have umpire data, right? Because the umpires, they're just not giving that stuff until when the new series starts. We don't find out. Yeah, we have nothing as far as umpire data. We find out that. Uh, right up to game time, essentially. And the next day, of course, you know because they rotate, but the first game, we have no idea. Uh, as far as ownership on DK, uh, starting pitchers, I'm looking at it right now for the first time. Lynn at 44, Bauer at 40, Luzardo at 35, and then it just falls off the table. And that's like that's about right. Like That's what it should be. Uh, Stevie, I mean, and you were talking about uh, Maeda at 11%, which I, I hear you. I understand why you do it, but I think those K's are kind of sort of an outlier for the most part. And I, I, I can see them pushing back a little bit on his pitch count because he's an old dude and he was just only out there last time because uh, he was throwing a no hitter. He actually hit in the dugout. Like, you know, how they sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll sit by themselves or they'll, they'll leave away from the manager. He just, he hit in the dugout. He's like, I don't want anybody to tell me I'm coming out of the game. Just walk, 
when uh, yeah, so that, that's how he made sure he came back out for the ninth inning, and I think he lost it with like two outs or something like that. Uh, Boop, Kirk Deese. Boop single, Boop single right in the ninth. Uh, yeah, from, second uh, pitch so, in the ninth so, inning. Sogard, Sogard. Of course, it's Sogard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the he's facing Bauer tonight. He's the guy I'm most of. Well, second like, him and Yellow, so the two guys I'm afraid of. Sogard takes those 15, uh, 15 pitch at bats sometimes and pops out or walks. Uh, Kirk Deese, got anything else as far as pitchers? I just wanted to touch on Keller, um, Brad Keller, that he has a new curveball this year that's been a really strong pitch for him. He's kind of sacrificed some of his Ks, like uh, his K percentage is much lower and his, his velocity is down on his fastball. This is a guy he's, he's toyed around with, like, trying to throw really hard where he's gone, like, 95-plus at points last season. But he's not doing that now. But he's he's relying on this new curve that's been really good. And so I don't think teams have figured it out. And so – for like, if I'm at 6.7 K, I'm kind of interested, especially, you know, now that like the Cardinals have DeYoung, uh, Paul, Paul DeYoung back, um, who's coming back from COVID. Um, Brad Miller is not a bad, I'm, I'm worried about much and he certainly strikes out a lot. So I, I just think that this Cardinals lineup is not, not the greatest. So, um, if I'm going, if I'm going for down lower, that 6.7 K is someone I'm interested in. But it's just tough when you put him next to Lazardo at 7.4. So that's just strictly, obviously, for like GPPs. It was yeah. a, uh, is this curveball or is it a slider? It's a curve. It may 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 show as like a slider if you're like looking at depending on what you're looking at. But it, it, he he's definitely developed a new curve. Let's agree it's a slurve. How about that? Let's ha- happy median or not? Okay. Either way. Uh, Bader in that lineup, too, he's a strikeout candidate as well. There, there are some Ks in that St. Louis lineup for what it's worth. It's just Keller strikes out 17% of guys. Like, that's dating back to last year for what it's worth. Uh, and he walks so many people, too. So, I, again, I, I, know, I know we're looking to be different. Uh, my way of being different is with the hitters. Uh, look, talk about hitters as a whole, Kirk, Kirk Deese, because we got a reference in a couple times with Arizona. And, like, we ranked our top stacks today, and Arizona's probably the top stack, but it's not like jump off the page. Here's a six and a half total. You got to have some Arizona. Otherwise, you're going to be so nervous watching that game. You know, we sp- they're facing this pitcher for Colorado. Probably shouldn't be in the majors. Not very good. Um, but it's not – I don't know. I don't like chalk Cole Calhoun and chalk David Peralta and these guys. Like, it's not a great collective of hitters. But, like, that's what makes sense. 5.2 as far as the team total. Not all our team totals jump off the table. Houston as well, too, but they're a little pricier. Uh, against Sandoval, but there's just not a lot of places to go as far as the sticks. Um, what's your take as far as hitting overall? Man, so it's, I'm kind of torn. So, I mean, obviously they're the ones that jump out from a projection standpoint because it's pricing and it's also the matchup with Castellani, who a lot of places don't think is major league ready from projections. I know Cardi hates him, his system, <laughs> but, you know, this he does have some pedigree in there and, you know, he was injured. So, like for forever coming, you know, so it's, I don't know what everybody's basing all of this on, but um, I kind of think he may be actually a little bit better than what people think, but, and I I'll throw out like this, that tough matchup against Houston in Colorado the last time, but still, this is a guy that, you know, you want to pick on um, especially on tonight's choices because there's not a ton of other guys that you want to pick on. Um, So that just makes the most sense, the easiest to do, but it's going to be extremely chalky. And like you said, it's not a ton of hitters that you really can feel extremely confident in. Peralta would be the one guy that I do like from a pricing standpoint. 
But, you know, then I look to Houston as a spot where I want to play because I think Sandoval is terrible, Patrick Sandoval. And uh, anytime, you know, Houston, they've got some right-handed bats that can really do some damage. But Springer's had that wrist injury. Altuve has been terrible. Correa is the kind of guy that I probably like the best. Kyle Tucker can hit lefties. Sandoval has been really bad against left-handed hitters. So um, that's kind of my favorite stack um, would be uh, the Astros. Um, and then I don't know where else I, I – I don't know where else to really look, to be honest with you, because there's not anybody else I really want to attack. I, and I think this kid for Detroit is really talented. Oh, he's a stud. Uh, and has, yeah, yeah a, has yeah, strikeout stuff. But, like, that, I would take a chance with him blowing up, like maybe having a rough start and the, the Cubs doing some damage for once, although, that you know, for the first time this season. <laughs> you rostered but, some uh, Cubs this weekend with a win, didn't you? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, anytime you roster Cubs, it's just – you know what you're getting. Yeah, Mize, I believe, was a number one draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. I know he went to Auburn because Cheese always touts that because he says War Eagle every single time, every single time in his article. Uh, big big fan of uh, Cheese lives in Auburn, if you guys are not aware. Uh, I, we we kind of skipped him in the pitchers, but I think he's an interesting pitcher. If you want to step down, uh, he's probably not going to throw 100 pitches. Like, why would he? But he can strike out seven guys in five innings and throw 85 pitches at 6.2K as your SP2 and be perfectly fine. So, I think he should be in the conversation there, less so in picking on him, but, uh, you know, he's only going to go so deep, and some of the Cubs are pretty cheap, and we don't know what we're going to get out of a rookie despite no matter how good the pedigree is. Uh, Steve, you get, give me your screenshot as far as the hitters in the slate because it's hard. Like, Arizona, again, is the obvious, and that's probably what I'm having cash, but I, I think there's plenty of reason to get away from it in tournaments. Casey Miz is going to be really good. I don't know if he'll be really good this year, but he's going to be really, really good. Um he has a ton of talent. Like he has a like he he's a prospect that we need to watch that we'll be talking about in a couple of years. Like so, um, I don't think today's the day to play him. But anyway, um, listen, I, I love Arizona. Houston's my favorite stack. I think they're the best stack on the slate. Um, like I don't know why. Like I, I was shocked that like more people in expert survey today did not have him like Houston ranked number one, and like their team ownership's under ten percent. Like I know we we're missing a couple bats in this lineup, but like overall. This is the best pitching matchup on the slate. Like, Patrick Sandoval is not good. He doesn't strike anybody out. There's a ton of power in the Houston lineup. Like, I, I love Houston today. So, as much as I like Arizona, I, I like Arizona. This is a good spot. We still don't know what to expect from Castellini. I agree 100% with Kirk Dees on that. Like, we've seen him for three, what, three starts? And one and two of those have been in cores. We don't know what to expect from this kid yet. So, um you know, those those are the top two stacks for me. I love Cincinnati. I think they're in a great spot. Brett Anderson throws wiffle balls. Um, you know, if you can get the ball up in the air against him, like Davidson gets the ball up in the air. Suarez gets the ball up in the air. Castellanos has been so good against lefties. Irvin's been terrible this season, but he has really good number of career against lefties. So, like, overall, like, those are the three teams that I'm targeting the most. I have some exposure to St. Louis just because I don't think Keller's good. Um, but yeah, like it's a really tight pull for me, um, today overall for hitters. Yeah. I mean, Anderson, uh, ground ball guy, 24% fly ball rate, 24.8. I'm kind of shorting him for some reason. Uh, last two seasons, uh, you know, 13.8% homer on the fly ball, 1.3, 1.03 homers per nine. So hasn't, haven't given a ton of homers. Like you said, he's not like this pitcher you're afraid of. It's a solid bullpen behind him. Assuming the game's tight, you're probably going to be somebody good, uh, seeing somebody good later in the game. All right, Kirk, you can poke holes in everything, basically, is the point I'm making. Uh, I, I had a Houston second for what it's worth. Yeah, I just pulled it up. I was, I was trying to remember where I, where I ranked them. I had them second behind Arizona. And 
I, I do think Detroit is kind of interesting. If for no other reason, I don't really know what Mills is, and their guys are cheap, and it gets me the arms. And I, I one of my general rules is arms are more predictive than bats. You know, the absolute worst bat in the slate could be the best bat in the slate at any given night. That rarely, rarely, really happens in baseball. Uh, you have much more opportunity as a pitcher uh, to, to you know to, to get your fate as opposed to a hitter. Uh, weird things can happen in three or four or five at bats pitching. You know, you see 30 batters, and eventually, you know, even if you kind of like get into a 3 0 hole or something like that in the first inning, you kind of figure things out, generally speaking. All right, uh, let's talk about some catchers. Who wants to open this one up? Uh, don't get too excited. Don't raise your hands all at once. Stevie, tell me, tell me what catcher you love tonight. Um, like, you know, I think it definitely depends on like the team. Like, my Cincinnati stacks, I like Kirk Casale. Um, I have. Oh, we didn't mention like Minnesota. I think Minnesota is interesting. Um, yeah. Aaron Savale has been really good this season, but Minnesota has so much power. So like, I don't mind like Alex Avila. Um, really like catcher for me tonight is just like whoever I'm playing in the stack. I'll probably play the catcher with it. Um, like just looking at my teams really quick. The I have mostly Avila and Caselli. Like those are the two guys I'm playing. I guess. Um, I I think if you want to pay up. Um, for Molinato, I don't think that's a crazy idea if you're stacking Houston and just want, you know, the catcher spot. Yeah, I would say the same thing for Contreras at 4.8K. Of course, you can't do something like that if you're playing cash games or optimal games. Uh, Kirk D's catcher, in and out as cheap as possible. What are we doing here? Man, it's, I mean, so like the raw points play would be Contreras um, plus he's batting fifth, right? And so that's a luxury on tonight's slate, except you could go down to Jose Trevino, who's batting fifth. Um, for 3,300 um, against uh, Lazardo, but he's not a great bat um, in general. Like they've always been worried about his hitting and uh, you know, they were, they were playing Mathis over this guy for a long time. Um, so uh, that should tell you something, but um, you have to like his order spot, at least um, Steven vote. Um, it's probably going to be pretty popular because at least, you know, you got home run upside with him. Caratini is probably the most popular just because he's cheap. 2800 on DraftKings, um, and uh, you know, they pinch it for him sometimes with Fagley if a lefty comes in for what it's worth. Just throwing it out there. Look, it's yeah. happened a couple times. It's just tilted yeah. me because I had him as a cheapy once, and I, I remember these things. I remember all my guys that get pinched for. I wanted him to ground out the first as opposed to get pinched for. You get a lot of points with those ground outs. Uh, you get Valoria for 2K on DK if you just want to flat out punt it. He's not good, and he's facing a good pitcher. But the guy who who will get who will get a pinch hit for potentially. Yeah, yeah, that definitely might happen as well too. Um, but like, I, I was gonna say, like, what's the highest score for a catcher tonight? I suppose one of them. You get a random home run of one of these guys. Who, who knows who it's gonna be? I have no clue. I don't. Uh, on your landing site, uh, Yahoo vote, I believe, is seven dollars the minimum. Correct. Yep, he's gonna be the super chalk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there you go. Uh, let's get out of catchers. It's awful. Uh, Kirk Dees, talk about first baseman. First baseman, you got Stevie's play, Matt Davidson, who uh, you just go all in on. Um, because, you know, there's definitely pinch. That's the problem with the Reds, man. There's pinch hit risk uh-huh. everywhere, all up and down this lineup. But, you know, um, Cheese wrote in the article, Stevie, I'm sure, agrees. You just need one one home run from this guy, and he's facing a pitcher that gives up a lot of contact, a lot of hard contact, and uh, – you know, and uh, he's only 3K and he's batting cleanup. So you get the home run upside. So it could be first at bat. Um, Anthony Rizzo, who just cannot hit uh, this season. I, what, I don't know what's wrong with him. But, uh, 
he's the the high end guy, fifty two hundred might catch some ownership. Um, Christian Walker is probably going to be, you know, he's kind of just fits right in there at thirty eight hundred for, you know, he fills out the uh, get the home run upside, fills out the Diamondback stack easily. Um, will be popular. I mean, this is another tough position, right? There's really not a, a ton to love. There's besides Matt Davidson, just from a values perspective, there's not really not a ton to like. All right, Stevie. Gur- I don't even want to Guriel. Guriel, but he's fifty one hundred on DraftKings. It's like Yeah, I like him too, but it's hard to get there. But I mean, you can make it happen if you want to. Uh Stevie, uh, your th- I guess you want to talk about Davidson, I suppose. You kind of uh, echo everything he said. Yeah, like um I love Davidson. Like I was reading an article that like he spent a lot of last year like changing his swing and he wants to like hit more fly balls, so a fly ball hitter against a ground ball pitcher. Like it's the success that, you know, recipe to success. So I, I love three K uh, batting fourth pinch hit or not. Like if Cincinnati gets up enough by Milwaukee, like I want to happen for my Cincinnati stack, I doubt they'll pinch it. Maybe they still do. Uh, but you know, they'll give him some at bats, maybe even against righties late in the game. So I love Davidson. Um, outside of Davidson, it's tough. Like Christian Walker, I, I think is in play in Arizona stacks. Um, Paul Goldschmidt in St. Louis stacks. Um, listen, like I, I, I like looking at like uh, pitch batted ball profiles and stuff like that. Like Goldschmidt hit sliders well. That's why like I was super like interested to like hear Kurtz like um, if it was a slider or a curve that Keller was throwing. So. That threw me for a curveball, but um, I'm going to leave him in there in my St. Louis stack because why not at this point? But, um, yeah, like Gary L is expensive. He's a lot cheaper on FanDuel. It's easier to make a Houston stack work on FanDuel than it is on DraftKings. But, um, yeah, like three of my four teams on DraftKings, I just built a Houston stack. That's what the fourth team is, um, have Davidson in there. So, like, I'm just not going to – I'm not going to mess with it. Yeah, I will just add uh, Miggy Cabrera on DK at 2.8K. I know he's not the guy he once was, but he doesn't really have to be at 2.8K. And uh, leverage play du jour. Uh, Glenn's going to be super popular. We know historically he's vulnerable to lefty power, and that's exactly what Matt Olson is, and he's highly priced as well, too. I imagine he'll be lost in the shuffle. People are not going to be rostering Matt Olson, especially for a seven-game slate. As a one-off, I don't mind that at all. Uh, I mean, of course, if you're stacking Oakland, obviously Olson's in your stack as well, too. Uh, second base, open it up, Stevie. If Lance Lynn's going to be like 43% owned, should we like run an Oakland stack out? Like, depending on how many laps you make, you probably should make one. Like, you know, if you're somebody that's 150, of course, I think you make several. But I'm not like, making he, He's a 90, 90, what, 92 to 95 guy. Like, Kurt, how, how does that rank upon like a fastball? He's got good fast. He's got, he's a 95 guy. That's what you need. Um, he's got a, he's, plus he, he hits the top of the zone really well. And so it, comes faster so i expect him to have a good start against oakland but i think you can always you can always play an Oakland stack right you got guys you can who can hit bombs you got um i mean a really tough out for him is olsen that's the one bat to really worry about robbie grossman's actually been pretty good this season piscotti's been good this season um yeah you can you could you could do both i mean that's the classic morning grind hedge stack yeah like i don't know now i'm interested i might like throw like a five dollar um Oakland stack on FanDuel. But, yeah, second base is kind of easy for me. It's Kettle Marte. Um, it's going to be everybody's play. Jose Altuve, um, those are the two guys that I'm playing. Um, I got into, like, some trouble on one of my teams and have Kyle Farmer in there just because, like, I'm playing Cincinnati. So, um, yeah, it's really it. Like, 
Jonathan Scope's going to be kind of chalk against Mills, but again, like I really like Mills today, so uh, I probably won't play um, chalky Scope. Yeah, well, Farmer is 2.3K on DK, so I understand why he landed on one of your lineups within the world of a salary cap. Altuve historically smashes lefties. Of course, we know he is in a season-long funk. Um, I agree with Marte. You know, if, that, if you can get there in cash, by all means, he's a great play. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of nonsense. I don't know. It's going position by position really brings home how rough of a slate this is from like a hitter <laughs> perspective. Oh, yeah. Like the answer is, oh, if he's in your stack. If he's in your stack, if you're for each position. Uh, Mike Freeman's um, Mar- 2.3K on DK if you want to flat out punt it. But, like, I don't I don't like that. Like, I, don't, I mean, Cesar Hernandez at 4.8. Like, how do you do that outside of stacking Cleveland? You can't do it. I don't know. Garkisi, <laughs> anything out here at second base? <laughs> I just could tell Marte by default. Yeah, I mean, Kirsten Hero, we're not even getting a discount as far as the, the matchup, 5.2K. Like, he's a talented player, obviously, but I don't know, man. It, it's hard to get excited about any of this, but, you know, uh, it's baseball. It's at the highest variance. Third base, hot corner, Kirk Deese. Give me something. All right. this We got some plays here. We got we got Eugenio Suarez against uh, uh, a left. Wait, no, not he doesn't get the platoon tonight, right? Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, he does. Sorry. Um, sorry, I wasn't. Uh, it's against Anderson, correct? Um, so that obviously we always have liked that that one from the home run upside. Plus, he finally is making more contact uh, recently. Did just homer uh, yesterday, I believe, so or the other day. So he's probably the number one guy. Um, I do like the Colorado Rockies side. Um, I'm just not a Merrill Kelly guy. I just think this guy is gonna regress hard. At some, I've been saying this for a long time, so um, it just maybe there's more more to him than what I what I think there is. But man, if if the Diamondbacks are chalk, like I really want, I w- wouldn't mind playing the the rocky side of this game. And so Arenado, who's probably not going to get much ownership whatsoever, um, is somebody I, I certainly like. They've seen this guy plenty before too, as well. Um, I don't know. Jose Ramirez is another high-end guy, but it's um, – is the, not the best matchup, but, like, you do want the guys who can swing the bat from the lefty. So the switch hitters, you know, so Lindor and Ramirez are absolutely in play tonight. Um, you could – Matt Carpenter is the cheap guy, right? Batting cleanup, 3,600. Yeah, uh, and I would th- – uh, if you have all the money, I, I like the Arenado mentioned, but, like, also Rendon. Like, why not – Rendon with the uh, – you got the Crawford boxes lurking there down the left field line. I know it's 5.5K, and it like doesn't make a lot of sense, and you're probably spending money a pitcher, but you know he's going to go pretty much lost on a seven-game slate. Rendon against anybody can, can match. Stevie, jump in here as far as third. Um, you pretty much nailed it, guys. Like Suarez is one of my faves. Um, I love Brad Miller. Brad Miller is going to hit a home run. You can play him at third base or the outfield. Brad Miller is going yard against Keller today. Uh, first home run that Keller's allowed this season, no <laughs> problem. Um. I love the idea of paying it up for Anthony Rendon because you can you can make a really strong like three man stack for the Angels there. So um, don't hate that Carpenter cheap, but yeah Suarez like I don't like Anderson today. So like I think that Suarez and Cincinnati is where I'm going to end up a bunch today. All right, jumping back to shortstop, uh, we got Baez versus Mize, Lindor versus Maeda. I like Lindor, but. I don't really want to pick on Maeda, but again, there's only so many options. Are we going to flat out punt this? I'm not going to play Simeon against Lynn most likely, unless I'm stacking Oakland. 
I get so angry. It was obviously the Angels are leading off David Fletcher. They're willingly choosing their I, I want David Fletcher to bat more than Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon. Like, imagine filling out a lining card like that. Correa, he's pretty good. He's pretty good on, on FanDuel. He's 3.1K. But again, it's not really good. Modesty, uh, season long guys love themselves some Modesty. He's 2.8K this year. Obviously, Larry, not a good matchup, and Modesty is not very good this year. Kirk Dees, we got to roster somebody here. What are we doing? Carlos Correa. Um, Astros are, uh, I just don't, I don't think very highly of Sandoval. Correa is, you know, gets that three spot. He's 4,700, so he's doable. Um, I think if, if uh, salary is, if I have the extra salary, Trevor Story probably projects a little bit better, um, probably maybe a, a tiny bit more upside, so I like him. Baez is the guy that will fit, uh, 4,600. Um, that probably be popular, but man, talk about another guy who's just swinging the bat poorly. Uh, it, it, it's him, and he's just got terrible discipline up there at the plate. Plus, uh, the Miz, Mize, what, 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 what's the official pronunciation? I believe it's Mize. Mize, yep. Uh, has definitely has strikeout stuff and uh, good command. So, um, man, Correa uh, is my number one from a pricing standpoint. Um, if, if money's not a thing, it would be uh, Story or Lindor. Um, man, uh, I would say De Jong. But uh, I just don't know what to expect with him coming back from such, you know, his timing, I'm sure, is going to be off. It's going to be tough to get in the swing of things um, coming back from COVID like he is. So, uh, yeah, I, man, that's it. That's all I like. You want to clean up shortstop, Stevie? Um, I feel like shortstop is a position that everybody in baseball is cold right now. Um, Baez is super cold. Um, we don't know what to, like, you know, Correa is cold. DeJong is just coming back, like – on FanDuel, like, Correa is the guy. Like, he's just so cheap. It, it's it's easy. But on DraftKings, like, I have a mix. Like, I have some Polanco. Um, I have some Tommy Edmond batting leadoff against Keller. I have some Trevor Story in there. Um, but, yeah, like, shortstops is a position that, like, we want Mondesi to do something. Like, he <laughs> just is – he's ice cold. And, like, we don't expect Flirty to go deep. So, you're going to get some bullpen at-bats. But – like, he's just been so ice cold this season. Like, I don't know. Shortstop might be the winning position where, like, if you get shortstop right tonight, you make money. But I, I want to play Correa. Like, he's the guy I want to play. I like Houston a lot. Four minutes or so before we step aside and make way for the premium show for Kevin Roth. Knock out all the weather. Any weather working out there? Any updates going on weather-wise? Of course, Roth will give you the most up-to-date update. And, of course, the aforementioned cheese is good, Dave Potts. He's going to talk about Mize, I'm sure, because, again, War Eagle. Very excited about that Auburn pedigree uh and he'll go he'll answer all your questions as far as the slate uh let's be quick with this one gentlemen stevie who are your favorite athletes tonight uh cole calhoun nick castellanos um you know both the martes but yeah cole calhoun um david peralta they're just so cheap they're both under 4k um you know we've talked about arizona a ton here so i, I like those guys a lot um to be different i i kind of like philip Irvin. um i know he's been terrible this season but Seven game slate and half the guys we've talked about have been terrible this season. So, you know, I think that Irvin is interesting in like your Cincinnati stacks batting six. You don't play Votto. You go two through six instead of one through five. He's not one of those potential pinch at risk, but I hear you. Uh, all it takes is one at bat, obviously. Kirk Dees? Um, Yeah, I mean, Peralta I like a lot. Uh, same thing. I, I echo the Castellanos. Uh, love him tonight in this spot. Um, Man, I – I'm torn. Like the pricing will give you guys like Victor Reyes, who's batting leading off for 2,800. 
Um, so, I mean, you have to consider that if you need it. I think he's fine. Um, or Tavares. Yep, exactly. Um, Ian Happ, 3,900, at least has uh, that home run upside. You know, that's what you want. Uh, dumpster diving, bottom of the barrel. Talk about a guy who has not hidden hitting well this year is uh, Christian Stewart. But uh, if you want home run upside for 2,300 $2, in salary, um, I don't mind that either. But, uh, man, it's it's really – it's really going to be a slate of stacks, right? Like you can't, you can't tell me you can build like a cash lineup, like a prototypical cash lineup tonight and feel good. It's going to end up being an Arizona stack. Yeah. So what I like to do is I like, uh, I, I don't make 150 lineups. I don't have 150 stacks of one team to like compete with everybody else. So I figure if I make four stacks of one team, somebody's going to have that covered to some degree. So I just like the hunt for homers. This is a general thought. This is not always the case, but I just like the hunt for power hunt for homers. And if it happens to be like a three, three, two, or like a three, two, two, two. Is that right? No. You know, I don't necessarily need, I understand why people stack on and the correlation. I get all that. Uh, but I also don't, and especially with less games, the less games there are, the less likelihood of one team putting up 12 or 13 runs and that stack putting the night. Um, that said, uh, this is not going to be sneaky. Is it Stevie? If I roll out, you know, two double barrel, you know, Lynn with uh, Bauer and this tiger stack, which is so cheap. Like everybody's doing that to some degree, at least one lineup because it's easy. Oh, I don't know. Like I, okay. I, I had zero interest in the Tigers, so um, I, I don't know, man. Like we like Mills, so like I don't like I will stack like the bottom end of the like Cincinnati lineup before I stack the Tigers today. Give me a couple stacks before we get out of here. Um, Houston, Arizona, Cincinnati, St. Louis on the low end. Give me, yeah, <laughs> the stack, the classic one 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 stack. Thank you, Yasmin, in the chat. Hey, uh, feel free to like and subscribe in the chat. We much appreciate that. Uh, chat, hey, listen to us, uh, me and Stevie, on the morning grind. There's a little plug for the morning grind, which will be out later on this evening or early morning. I'm not really sure when that gets posted exactly. We're recording around midnight or so. Kirk D's, a couple stacks and a guy that's going to home and we'll get out of here. A couple stacks. Um, you know, obviously I like Houston but um, and Arizona, but uh, looking to get away from some of that ownership, it would be uh, the Colorado Rockies. Great out pretty high for me tonight. And then – the Cubs, um, you know, if this this kid, you know, does struggle, you get to get into that Detroit uh, bullpen, plus their, you know, the away team, you get the whole full nine inning at bats. And the thing I just don't like about Cincinnati is just like all the pinch hit risk in that lineup, <laughs> but it just makes it really tough. But uh, those are the stacks for me. Crunch time is up next. You got uh, Dave Potts. Cheese is good, along with Kevin Roth. He was Kirk Dees. He was Stevie. I was Dean. This was baseball. We're out of here. Holler! Thank you.